This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. Did you know that Duct Tape Marketing is more than a powerful system for small business marketing? It's also a network of independent marketing consultants around the world who use the Duct Tape Marketing methodology to help small businesses grow. Check it out at ducttape.me slash 123go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is John Rulin. He is the founder of the Rulin Group, a gift logistics company. Google that term, I dare you. He's also the author of <laughs> Giftology, the art and science of using gifts to cut through the noise, increase referrals, and strengthen client retention. So John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. I did Google that and I got a lot of freight companies. So, you know, you're taking on a whole new category, aren't you? I like to be in the blue ocean, man, as I want to be in a niche that nobody else is. There's there's a million swag companies, but yeah. not very many gift logistics and strategy companies. I surely have a coffee mug around here with somebody's logo on it. I could uh, hold up for a demonstration. <laughs> you hit people in the book, and I think this, is, this probably makes your whole point. Uh, in the book, I think one of the first chapters, the gift is a symbol of the relationship. And boy, anybody that's been giving away tchotchkes and uh, stuff, that probably hits them right between the eyes, doesn't it? Yeah. Everybody says they're a relationship business. Right. Like, financial advisor. Every, I don't care if you're a solopreneur or Google, everybody brags on, we're all about our people. We're all about culture. And yet they give crappy stuff to their most valuable people. Like, hey, go advertise my brand with some crappy thing from China. That's how much I value you as a human or value your business. So they actually... Companies spend billions every year to devalue and basically tell people that they don't matter or manipulate them, which that's not a real good use of capital is to manipulate your most valuable employees and clients and partners. Yeah. And so if I can summarize for listeners, you really made your company all about uh, the idea of just if you're going to give somebody something, you know, like blow them away. And that I think some people probably at first pass. Or, yeah, but that takes work and that's expensive. Yeah, that's why our agency exists. People want done-for-you service, but the simple fact is whether it's your wife or husband or your kids or your employees, your clients are just human beings, and we, we refer business to people that we like, trust, and that are top of mind and people that we feel like they're in our corner. Like, we just reciprocate. That's how God's wired us as human beings. And so most people don't realize that they're not putting any strategy into making people inspired to go do something. And so it's a simple concept, love on your relationships and do it like you mean it. Like you take somebody out to dinner, you don't probably don't take them out to McDonald's, you take them out to the Ritz Carlton, but most people do their events, their dinners at a Ritz Carlton level and they're gifting, they do it at a Motel 6 level and they wonder why nobody cares. It's not congruent with the other parts of their brand. It's not congruent with the other parts of who they say they are. And so it ends up being money invested to piss people off or annoy them or give them gift guilt or obligations and simple concept. But every book on the planet tells people you got to put your logo on it. Give it to every, even Chet Holmes. I love his book, but like his dream 100 is send a bunch of crappy swag once a month to stay top of mind with somebody. I'm like, I agree with everything you're saying, except for if you say you're world-class, every touch point should be at the same level yeah. and it should make somebody feel an emotion, not just, think of you like, oh yeah, there's their logo. Nobody needs another freaking pen or stress ball. 
but you give somebody an artifact that makes them feel a certain way, their assistant or their spouse, you you own somebody's heart, it's game over. I liken it today a little bit, and this is an example I think everybody can relate to. When you get that email that is clearly a group, giant, blind CC, everybody on the planet got the same email, you don't feel very special. But when you get that heartfelt email that clearly somebody wrote to you or a letter that they clearly you're the only one that got that. I think that that exceeds our expectations today. And I know that's like a really simple, dumb example, but I think that's a, isn't that a good way to look at it? Yeah. So people all the time want to send something out and they want to put it by the Remax team or by the UBS team. I'm like, they didn't do business with a team. They like, it should come from one human to another human. Yeah. The, even how you sign the note matters because it communicates either I get this in mass. That's why as a gifting company, I tell people don't send gifts at Christmas. No ABC gifting, no anniversaries, no birthdays, no Christmas. Why? Mm -hmm. That's a gift out of obligation. That's a gift out of expectation. Whereas if you get a email or a a handwritten note is beautiful. Like in 2021, you get a one-to-one handwritten note and you're like, it takes you back. It's uh, And so that's why I tell people all the time, like, the gift, one of the secret sauces is the gift has to come with a handwritten note. People are like, can't I just automate it from Amazon? I'm like, do you think you can automate relationships? No, like your most valuable people, it's one-to-one. And the customization and personalization matters. Yeah, with the exception of tequila and cookies. If you're going to send those, send them to me in bulk. I don't care. That's because it's per- <laughs> that, that those are your two hot buttons. But imagine <laughs> if I took, instead of just sending you Don Julio, I just I sent you a ca- Classe Azul with right. some like custom glasses that had your initials on them with a handwritten note saying, Hey, this is how you've contributed to my life. Now all of a sudden you're like tearing up. Yeah. The same, yeah. still tequila, yeah. but the way that it shows up makes it say, Oh, he doesn't just like tequila. Like th- this, I really care about this human being. And that's how you take something, you know, that like on a scale of one to 10 is like a six and take it and make it a 12, not much more money. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a few hundred dollars, but now like, Now John's still talking about three years from now. Yeah, and I think it doesn't, obviously a company like yours exists because you are taking the work, if you will, part out of it, because it does take a little bit of work. But what I think it really demonstrates, when somebody gets a personal touch, it demonstrates that you went out of your way. And I think we're all, wow, (laughs) you know, that's really impressive. You, and sometimes it's as simple as just, you've got a great story with Cameron Harold that you start the book out with. And it, sometimes it's just, especially with social media today, people are literally telling you how to blow them away all day long. Oh yeah. (laughs) Brooks Brothers experience was $7,000 of clothing in his size because he loved Brooks Brothers in the Ritz Carlton store because he didn't have time to shop for it. And people are like, I could never spend seven grand. I'm like, You'll spend 50 grand to go sponsor an event or you'll go hire an employee and hire for a hundred grand, seven grand. First off, it wasn't about the money. Cameron ended up buying, paying me for the clothes. It was about the thoughtful thought. It was about me going and making him feel a certain way. Like a lot of stuff you're going to send, people could go buy their own, whatever, but we all get tens of thousands of messages sent at us every day from marketing text and Facebook and TikTok and emails. When you show somebody that you know them, you're thinking about them, and like you said, it's the extra energy and effort and work that goes into that. So it's not spending more money than your competition, but it is being more thoughtful and putting more energy and effort into an area where, like you talked about, like the blue, we talked about the blue ocean. Like I, I, if I try to compete on Facebook ads, like I'm going to lose because somebody else could maybe spend more money. 
I would rather take that marketing dollar and go invest it into the relationship in a way that most people think they're a seven out of 10 when it comes to gifting and really they're a negative three. That's where I get leverage for a client is because most people suck at this so bad. Right. It's not hard to win. Facebook ads or billboards or TikTok, there's a lot of competition there. And I would rather go be in the blue ocean rather than fighting over scraps. Yeah, and you made a couple points there. You're, you are actually suggesting, and very few people do this, that you look at it as a marketing channel almost, and that you would actually put X amount of, of revenue into gifting uh, per client. You, wanna, you almost have a formula for that, don't you? Yeah, I think people, when they hear gifting and giftology, they think warm, fuzzy, woo-woo, like just hold hands and just sing kumbaya and maybe things will work out. But we all know that like when you invest in people, whether it's a nice dinner out with wine or tequila or you sponsor a conference or you invest in your employees with special perks, like as human beings, that investment, it's not an expense. It should be an investment. You should put a dollar in and get $5 back out or like the Cameron example. I invested in a decade, 25 grand. People are like, that's a lot of money. It's $2,500 a year. And, And I'm like, the return on relationship, the ROR was actually over 50X. I've, it's produced over seven figures. So show me in your business where you can invest a dollar and get 50 back out. It's yeah. hard to other than with human beings. It's usually people. And so to me, like you should be reinvesting. I don't care what your revenue is, but whether you're a solopreneur or a Fortune 50 company, you should be reinvesting five to 15% of net. I bootstrapped the business for 20 years. So I don't, I'm not publicly traded. I don't have investors. It's me and my business partner and our team. And so I need to invest a dollar of cash flow and have that cash flow back out. And we've seen some people get a thousand X return on relationship, but it might take place. Vaynerchuk talks about playing the long game. Like most people's long game is days. The long game is decades. And most of us are playing the game for decades, but we're not thinking about it in decades. And that's when you're not publicly traded, you can think about things in three year and five year increments. Whereas most publicly traded companies are like, if I don't get these results in a quarter, I'm screwed. So like the smaller guys can actually use this in a David and Goliath kind of thing and win because they can play the long game way better than a big company. And I tell you, and I know you talk about this a lot, but we haven't touched on it yet. It's direct return on relationship. But when you surprise somebody, when you blow somebody away, they can't not talk about it. So what does that turn into, right? (laughs) That's the beauty of it is we all want referrals without asking. We all want like people to go out like Cameron. Like I couldn't hire him for a year for $2 million. He wouldn't be my sales rep. I don't pay him a commission, but he'll go out and advocate on my behalf in five words that he says to all of the CEO clients. We booked him. We're booking speeches at close to six figures. Why? Seven years ago, like I was begging to speak for free. Cameron started getting double booked. He would say, you got to book John Rulin. I didn't have a book. They'd be like, who's John Rulin? And they'd be, and Cameron would be like, just trust me. So my first 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, $40,000 gigs came because Cameron became my sales rep. I could never get that in any other place. So the idea of being able to get your clients to not only advocate, but then to start posting on social media, like the ripple effect starts to go like Todd Herman, um, who we both know, you know, wrote alter ego effect. He's like, John, when we did the giftology program with you, he's, it's amazing the amount of impressions we got on social on top of the referrals, on top of the, like the ancillary business. Most people don't ever think about how to put ripples effects into, and it's not woo woo stuff. It's like, how do I get people to talk about me when I'm not in the room? How do I get people to brag about? And it's always the story, like the story. It's not about the stupid gift, but it's like a watch, like, 
Why would you spend you know, 10 grand on a watch to give to somebody? They're going to tell the story a thousand times over the next 20 years. Every time they look at it subconsciously, they're thinking about it. And so if you measure your cost per impression over the course of 10 or 20 years, all of a sudden the thought ends up costing maybe a nickel, but in the short term, it's expensive. In the long term, it's really cheap. And so that's where like you're playing this chess game and thinking 12 steps ahead. Most people are like, I need to give a gift and I better get a referral next tomorrow. I'm like, that's not a gift. That's a manipulation. You're trying to give a bait and switch. That's a give to get. That doesn't work. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor, the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. If you are a consultant or agency or coach, let me ask if any of these ring true. Do you have trouble getting in front of enough ideal clients? Are you constantly being forced to compete on price? Are you working too hard and not making enough money? I've got a free ebook for you. It's called The Seven Steps to Scale Your Practice or Agency Without Adding Overhead. You can go get it at ducttapemarketing.com slash no dash over. That's ducttapemarketing.com slash no dash over. Go get it today. You mentioned this already, but what is your planned giving schedule? If you're not giving at Christmas, if you're not giving birthdays, when are you giving? Yeah. So no referral gifts. People were like, John, I want to do gifts after referral. And I'm like, are you in the relationship business? So like, yeah, we're, we're all about value. And I'm like, if somebody gives you a $50,000 referral and you give them a $500 bottle of wine, what did you just turn that relationship into? A tit for tat. Yeah. You give a gift at the birthday. Now they're, it's one of 30 things. So we call it planned randomness. So my, our math equation is five to 15% of net profit reinvested. We take that and divide that out and so our top 250 relationships are getting something once a quarter, but it's not tied to an anniversary. It's not tied to a deal. I don't give a gift when somebody signs a million dollar contract. Why? It feels weird. It's like, I, I give you a million dollars. Here's your bottle of wine. It's not a gift. They bought their own gift. But if you show up for people as a surprise and delight, I can take the same silly people ask, what's the hot, sexy gift? I'm like the stupid knives I started with 20 years ago. And they're like, Why? I'm like, it includes the family. I can personalize. I can do all these different things, but I can send the same knife thing to 10,000 people because I'm not tying it to a birthday, anniversary, Christmas. It's planned as a just because just, I was thinking of you there. The other person's getting it is thinking, I didn't give them a referral. I didn't do a deal. Like, why did they send me this? All of a sudden, even a sucky gift sent at a surprise time makes somebody feel an emotion of, wow, they went out of their way to think about me not out of obligation or expectation, but because they wanted to. And that one tweak of timing can shift it from being a, an automated piece of swag or some sort of automated marketing thing to a one-to-one, human-to-human emotional connection. And that tweak can shift everything. Can you Do you see an effective use? Uh, let's say somebody has a new product or new something, a new book. A lot of authors have books and they want to tie... They want, there's a hundred people that, that are influencers that they want to you know, help promote the book. Can you tie a gift to that or does that end up being too close to the transaction? I think it's too close to the transaction. I, what I would, what I did do with my book, cause I, we self-published it. People are like, oh, nobody's going to care. And I'm like, I was kind of nervous. Nobody would care either, but we invested $250 per copy for the giftology book. They were handmade one at a time. They went into a leather bag inside a linen box. They were like, they were crazy. And I didn't ask for anything. I sent it to Darren Hardy and Seth Godin and all these guys. And I just said, thank you. They were either a client, a friend, or somebody I respected from afar. And I said, hey, you blazed the trail. I respect you. I respect what you've done. Thank you. And when they got it, like guys like Michael Hyatt, who get, he said four to 5,000 copies of books every year. And he doesn't read any of them. 
they end up going to Goodwill or the library because he just didn't have time. He said, John, mm -hmm. you didn't ask me for anything, but here's what I did. I read it in a weekend. My wife, Gail, read it. I ordered 30 copies for my team, and I want to have you on my show. <laughs> and I laughed. I said, wow, that was, that was pretty awesome. He's like, John, I've never seen anything like it. He's like, most people will spend $300 on a one dinner for somebody. Nobody cares. You spent that much on one book. And because of it, I wanted to read what was inside. So I think you can take elements of the personalization. Like I included his wife on the monogramming of the book. I didn't ask him for anything. So to me, I think you should dig your well before you're thirsty. That's a Harvey McKay quote. Yeah. I would send the gifts to people a year or two in advance and love on them. And then you earn the rights. Vaynerchuk's concept of jab, then you do the right hook. You love on them and then earn the right to ask. Now you can't expect anything. That's the manipulation. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think that if I, when we do gifting, it's, I want to send the gift way before there's ever going to be an ask. In some cases I'm sending gifts and people are like, why are you doing it? I'm like, I don't know, but maybe someday that relationship will pay off. Like people I meet on airplanes and mm -hmm. people are like, why'd you do that? I'm like, they're interesting. Their time's probably worth $10,000 an hour. I'm just going to send them a $500 gift and thank them for their time. And they're like, what's the end game? I'm like, I don't know. But I know if I do that with enough of the right people at the right levels, that person might not even be at the same company 10 years from now, but they might be in a position to be able to open a door or do something. And to me, it's fun. I'd rather bet on people than blackjack. Yeah. And that's my kind of like rolling of the dice. And yeah, to me, a book launch, I, I do, we did create a, a book now that's like a few hundred dollars that has a video screen built in where I can send a personal message. Mm -hmm. So it's the VIP on steroids. Yeah. I think that is a great way of saying, how can I make my book feel like what a Bible would have felt like 300 years ago, leather bound and feel like it was like a one of a kind work of art. That is how I would may, may have actually been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, some, some monk sitting somewhere to wrote that to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to, here, here's my lightning round for you. I'm going to ask you about some of the programs you've done in a couple categories. All right. And this may or this may come to you or may not. What's the most impactful meaning maybe return on investment thing you've seen somebody do? Probably the artifact mug would be my number one. And, and I used to make fun of the mug. Corporate coffee mug is the worst gift. Yeah. And I've seen people get over a thousand extra return. And here's why. It costs a thousand bucks, but it tells somebody's whole life story. Their family, their faith, their values, their, who mentored them first, whatever else. And I've had people reach out and say, John, this is more valuable than my $50,000 watch, this artifact mug. Hmm. And the reason is because the watch... If I burn up in a fire, I can get the insurance to replace it. But these pieces are functional pieces of art that remind even I've seen billionaires cry in front of their peers receiving these pieces. And it's because they feel so known and seen and it ties to them at this deep visceral level. And so I've now probably given out 130 of those personally, but I've literally seen people get ROIs, giving them out to their clients or their mentors or people that were key referral sources where they've gotten over a thousand X return based upon that. Okay. This one, regardless of return, most outrageous thing you've seen somebody do. Probably the thing I just did for Sarah Blakely, billionaire from Spanx and Jesse Itzler, who is also a speaker and author. You probably know we did. It took me three years to get Sarah to speak for EO and to be interviewed. And we took this, I had an artist who works with different mediums, create this $25,000 piece of artwork made of thousands of pieces of broken records to tie back to Jesse's white rapper days. 
in Spanx packaging. And there was a family portrait of her and her, her husband and their four kids. And I surprised them from the stage about a month ago. They're big art collectors and their jaws at the ground. They're like, we've never seen anything like this. It's now in their house. It's, uh, I was sweating bullets because I didn't know if they were going to hate it in front of these 14,000 CEOs or loved it, but it paid off in, in spades. Awesome. All right. So this one might be the hardest one. Maybe not. The, what's been the one that, that should have worked, but actually turned into kind of an oops? So I can't say who the client was right. or the recipient, but it was a $40,000 piece, a gift that I took me a year in my team to put it together. And it involved a MMA grappling dummy and knives and a Hollywood producer and like all this crazy stuff. And I think the gift actually freaked the person out. There was a darker, like they love darker comedy and humor, but when it, and I actually was involved in delivering it because I wanted to make sure it went perfectly. And the person had a great relationship with the, the giver of the gift. We just executed it, but they've ghosted them now for two years after the receiving the gift. And it actually, that's much money to damage a relationship. And so it, it still pisses me off because I'm like, what went wrong? Because I thought we had executed. I just kept saying, what's more can we, what more can we do? Because this is a person who can literally get access to anything in the world. And so like, I wanted to just take it to a level 110. And uh, I think it was too over the top or it was too insane, but it literally backfired. All right. So let's take it back down to the earth um, where most people live. And what's the, what's the, so the person's thinking, yeah, I really want to do, and, and maybe it's a personalized gift of whatever, but is there a $500 kind of thing that, that obviously would be way above what most people do <laughs> that, that yeah. you've, you've seen really impress? Yeah. So my, my personal gifting budget this year is about 650 grand, mm -hmm. 400 grand of that is knives. People are like, really? I'm like, most people break bread, have family, entertain food. Like the hub of the house for anybody, for their inner circle is, is the kitchen. It's where we, even 2021, we want to break bread and have food and wine and tequila and whatever else. So I will take the Cutco knives and even just one chef knife. For EO and YPO, I spoke a bunch last year. We did love bombs to every member. And we would take one chef knife, 200 bucks, engrave the CEO's name, a spouse's name, family name. If we knew they were a person of faith or something, maybe a quote on the back. And the response of that, of saying, wow, I'd never go buy a $200 knife for myself. But the fact that one had my name, my family name, whatever else. So when you look at like scaling thoughtfulness, like that one item of most people have the set they got when they got married from Bed Bath & Beyond or Target or Nordstrom. And it's a you know, cheap set from China or whatever else. Or maybe they have a couple of good knives. But the idea of somebody seeing their name on it and their family name and a handwritten note in the packaging I've literally like, we have worked with 25 pro sports teams. Almost every single one of them have used the knives because when you're dealing with CMOs and high level people to scale thoughtfulness, it's really difficult to hit something at age 28 or 58 or 78 that's going to be universal and still feel personal yeah. and not too personal. Like you're not going to buy bed sheets for somebody, but you also don't want it to feel like a polo shirt or peanut brittle. Right. So like that in between of, so I'll do that chef knife or something like that, maybe a few more knives up into the $500 range. And then if it's an important relationship, we talked about the once a quarter, like I have a number of clients that for their, all their employees or all their clients will do a few knives a quarter and maybe build them a five or $10,000 knife set. But it did it. We did it. We dripped on them over the course of three years, five years, 10 years and lay out a whole plan. So the idea of having continuity 
they fit together or whatever else. Like that's one of our still to this day. Like I, I said, my, my personal gifting budget, 400 grand of it will be knives this year alone. Awesome. John, tell people where they can find out more about their ruling group. And uh, obviously the book is available still anywhere you buy books, but if somebody wanted to work with you or find out a little more about your, your ideas, where can they find you? Yeah. So I would say what we charge a lot of companies to walk through is a relationship plan. Like you have a business plan, a marketing plan, a financial plan, a workout plan. What's your relationship plan? Mm -hmm. So they can go to Giftology System and steal our entire playbook, our whole blueprint of who they should send gifts to, how much should they budget, when should they send them. It's basically a fancy Excel spreadsheet that we walk people through, but they can go get the whole package and and steal it and use it, show it to their team, their marketing manager, whatever. But that to me, like having a step-by-step of what to focus on and how to lay out that plan year round is uh, is where I'd start first. Well, John, it was awesome uh, catching up with you. This has been, we've been trying to do this for a while. It's been too long and hopefully we'll uh, run into you someday when we're all back out there on the road for good. That'd be awesome. I look forward to it. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to share this show. Feel free to give us reviews. You know, we love those things. Also, did you know that we had created training, marketing training for your team? If you've got employees, if you've got a staff member that wants to learn a marketing system, how to install that marketing system in your business, Check it out. It's called the Certified Marketing Manager Program from Duct Tape Marketing. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that tab that says training for your team.